I'm a little worried that the recording might sound weird because of where I'm at. Where are you? Um, I'm in the big room in the house. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you're worried about an echo. Yeah, I did a quick recording and I listened to it back and it sounded fine. So we should be all right um, with uh, with the entire recording. Yeah, it be okay. Uh, but I am I am in the great room. <laughs> the great room. Due to the flooding that took place in my actual office, so. I forgot New Jersey flooded. So did Australia in like its entirety. Don't you know the poem, Mike? Water, water everywhere, so let's all take a drink. So this house is apparently built on an ancient Indian burial ground because there is no way this place is not cursed. Uh, I mean, it seems pretty cursed. I mean, I was yeah. getting like a light, like when I was there, I, I, there was a mild uh, sprinkling of curse. <laughs> Perhaps a word of curse. And just, 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 a, just, a, just a whisper of curse. <laughs> mm, mild curse, yes. Tasted the pedant. <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> the, the house is also cursed. <laughs> the Frogat is also <laughs> cursed. Oh, dude. I should have got you that doll, man. That would have been dope. What was that? The, I remember I found the crusty doll, like that crusty doll. Mm, the 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 talking. Yeah, the curse one with the shark teeth. Should have oh, bought it. Would have been sick. We do have some obituaries to discuss. Obituaries from the. I'm not doing the explanation again, Mike. Oh, oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Sorry, sorry. Allow me a brain fog. Oh my god. I'm trying to establish like continuity between the episodes here. Oh man. So the uh, the first item of obituaries uh, is the hard drive. You know, the reason why we did the short drive episode last time was because I had that catastrophic hard drive failure. Are you quizzing me? It's like you brought me the drive yesterday because I'm going to have some people look into it. Like, uh, yeah, I'm aware of I'm aware of what happened. <laughs> All right. Well, this is this is just for the listeners to bring them up to speed on things. I thought we talked about this the last time when we did the short thing. Well, I did. Oh, okay. I did, but I'm giving them a follow-up as to, to what had to what had transpired. So for the for the listeners of the previous episode, you know, there was the catastrophic hard drive failure, which resulted in the total loss of all of the raw recordings and data from the Dead Men on Podcast, including the edits for the most recent episode where I go into a deep discussion about my trip to Germany with the old man. So, took the hard drive, sent it off to a data recovery company, and got the results back from them. Now, they said that the entire process would require them to do a chip-off recovery. This is a nice way of saying that they just simply unsolder all the memory chips and resolder it onto another board. Are you sure that's 100% necessary? That's what they said. So it, they, they say, and quote, your SSD has failed due to electronic damage which affected multiple components within the device. Data access through the device interface is not possible. Chip-off recovery is required. Chip-off recovery involves removing the memory chip from the circuit board, acquiring the raw data from the chip using specialized equipment. The raw data is then analyzed to extract the files and transferred to the client's preferred return medium. So, yeah. That's like that's like forensic shit. If you, like, you know, smash your laptop and bury it at the bottom of the ocean, 
you know, like like tattoo style. <laughs> no, no, no. We got to hit this thing with a hammer and put it in the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, this is this is this is a level of, of data recovery that is vastly more intense than is required for a humble podcast. It's, yeah, um, we you know, we're not trying CSI. to. Like, <laughs> yeah, we need to enhance. <laughs> enhance. So they gave me a quote for the recovery process due to uh, this process is very labor intensive and will take several days. No data, no charge. So the quote they gave me includes a very generous uh, $75 off for using their services through uh, Western Digital. Nice. Do you remember what the charge was, Mike? I believe it being, uh, if I remember correctly, it was like almost $3,000, right? Very, yep, yeah, solid. I, I, I love knowing that you listen when I talk. Uh, I cannot say the same the other way. Uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> I can't stand listening to me either, so I can't follow you for that. <laughs> oh, oh Mike, hugs. Oh no, that's not a pity party. That's just you know, I I hate me. I thought we established that. <laughs> that should be canon by now. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the evaluation cost was uh, all total without the rebate, two thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. Uh, yeah, I just I can't justify that much of an expense with. Everything else that I have going on, um, especially with the holidays coming, um, you know, it's important to go into debt for that. And, you know, with student loans picking back up, which is like another $1,200 a month, which I really didn't have in the first place. So, you know, uh, it was, I made the decision to tell them nay. They sent it back. And Mike, you said you have some... Uh, yeah, let's see what the, what the kids can do with it. Right. You know, they're pretty good with this kind of stuff. Well, uh, so uh, more to come on on this uh, on this avenue of things. It is very possible that we may still yet recover uh, this episode, which which is so lost at this point. It will never be found again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Solid uh, dead man on campus reference. All right. <laughs> right, I'm impressed. So that's that's where we are with that. Look at you with your wine. <laughs> Just indeed, I miss being a wino. It was uh, ah, it was so much fun, dude. I I like all of all of my like closest friends had like a specific wine glass that was mine for when I was there visiting. Like it was like they like they had like, that's like that's just like Mike's wine pimp glass. You know, they were they were just regular glasses. I didn't have you know they weren't blinged out or anything. But you know, it's like that's Mike's glass. He's very territorial. <laughs> <laughs> huh? What was your uh, what was your wine of choice when you when you uh, when you drank? Oh, in Cali, straight up ghetto drinking wine. It was called like Van Dans or something like that. You used to get it at Seven Eleven at like two a.m. Like I walked down the Sav and this like you know get a bottle of like a giant bottle of wine you know and a hot dog and just you know pass out drunk in the living room at 3 a.m after like doing whatever it was i was doing what's it called vendange v-e-n-d-a-n-g-e something like that and dang wine uh oh it was uh, ghetto drinking wine that's like 12 van dang yeah it's like 12 bucks a, uh, a bottle that's not too cheap i mean i'm by no means a a fancy 
wine drinker. I mean, my bottles typically cost anywhere between, you know, 15 to $20. I, I typically never go higher than that because, you know, it's, it's all bullshit and they've yeah, proven that. Yeah, the, um, for the most part, yeah. Okay, there's a difference between like just drinking wine to get like a, a mild buzz and then like actually enjoying the wine itself. They're two different things. So you're kind of wasting it if, you know, you're just trying to get your buzz on. There's no point in, you know, you, <laughs> shotgunning a $200 <laughs> bottle of wine. Like, <laughs> a super soaker full of fine cognac. Oh, uh, Baron was here the other day. Yeah? Yeah, he, uh, we, he wanted to go to Oxford Valley Mall, of all things. I can't go to malls, man. It's depressing now. Honestly, I I kept I kept trying to discourage him, right? And I was like, yeah, I was like, I was there a while ago, and it was I was like, it, 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 I feel like this is one of those situations where it's probably better off in your memory. But it wasn't it wasn't that bad. Okay, granted, you, you what you saw what we saw when we were there looked more like Thursday a normal Thursday afternoon in August versus you know a week and a half before Christmas. Jesus, really? That bad? Yeah. yeah, like the food court was a, you know, dealer's choice as far as where to sit. Most of the stores were like abandoned, you know. I mean, not not abandoned in the sense like vacant, but abandoned as in uh, no customers. Just run by uh, rabbit raccoons and they just man the stores. <laughs> the last time I was at Oxford Mall was probably about a year ago. And it, it was one of the most depressing moments in like recent memory for me because of just how empty everything was like there was just no flagship stores there was no people milling about um the only really large store left was pennies pennies is gonna go down when the whole place goes down yeah that was that was kind of like the the alpha as far as that mall was concerned that's the captain of that titanic yeah i don't know like it, it was like like you had said to baron like it's better off in your mind and like when i went there i Honestly, didn't know what to expect. Man, it just, it was saying goodbye to a piece of my childhood. Well, it's more than that. It's like saying goodbye to an entire way of life. Yeah, good point. That was the place to be. I mean, that was like the only place to be. I mean, more more along the lines of like that entire way of being. Like that, you know, the shopping mall, the, you know, that kind of 80s, 90s, uh, you know, that was sort of the, the staple, the focal point of, like, how you did things back then, you know? There weren't Walmarts. There weren't, you know... I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I hear you saying, like, the like the mall was like a, like like an embodiment of the community. Like, yeah. everyone gathered at the mall. I, I remember I remember uh, going to that... Because uh, that, that, uh, that JCPenney's... Um, that hair salon's still there. The one our grandmother used to go to. Shit, that's still running. Yeah. And... I couldn't believe that when we went in there. Like that took me back. Like literally, I had a flashback to being seven years old and going to Friendlies in Woolworth and getting a Jurassic Park toy. Like, I remember. I always I forgot there used to be a Friendlies in that mall. Yeah. No, I remember working there for a short period of time. I worked at um, I worked at the Sears there for a bit. Remember when Keith worked at Kahunaville? <laughs> oh my God, the fucking Kahunaville! Holy shit! Oh man, it's a. Uh, yeah, moment right there for uh, for K money. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, boy, this got off to a somber start with this episode. Jeez. Yeah, it's <laughs> audio Russian roulette. It's your turn, boy. <laughs> Mao, Diddy Mao. <laughs> ah, Goisai. Um, the deer hunter. 
but no, you're you're right. It's 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 the it's the vanishing of of an entire way of life, an entire way of doing things. Uh, entire, you know, like you know, I, I still I, I still stand by that whole. You know, it's the focal point of what the community was for the longest time. You know, was was that mall? Yeah, and you know, for yeah. the for the longest time, it was the uh, it was that outdoor mall. Uh, where the where the the Walmart is currently remember yes. that yeah 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 Boscovs yeah. it was used to be a Boscovs yeah and then uh, then it became Oxford Valley Mall like uh, you know, everything everyone everyone shifted over there yeah like like so many memories from uh, middle school and high school were tied to that mall you know I, I remember like going on like dates in quotes you know like to the mall with with the girl that you had a crush on and those those were defining points. From when I think about that, uh, like girls at, at Oxford Valley Mall, I remember getting punched in the face at Kahunaville. Remember that, Brandy? She punched me in the face. I remember. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Why did that I, happen? I couldn't even tell you that. I mean, she was she was legitimately nuts, but awesome. Oh my god! Well, except for well, actually, that was awesome too. But she got a little. Let's just leave this one alone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did it go? Like, what did uh, like you went with Baron? Yeah, yeah. It was it was kind of just like, sort of a, you know, we just went, um, kind of just meandered about, you know, like, you know, he he kind of remarked on a, a how different a few things were. He's like how he's like when did Hot Topic go from like you know spiders and blackness to all rainbows? I was like I couldn't tell you. I think it's called like a pastel goth. I think that's a thing. Hmm. Yeah, something like that. Which I always thought goth was just like inherently black. You would think, yeah, but yeah. but yeah, it's like a pastel goth. I think that's a thing. I don't know. My 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 uh, my coordinator is uh, pretty on the up and up with that stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pastel goth is a according to the aesthetics wiki. Clothing and accessories are often handmade and sold by indie brands. Emphasizing individuality and creativity, pastel or pastel or dye, dip dye hair is typical for this aesthetic. Huh. Dip, dip, dip dye do, dip dive dodge, dodge ball. <laughs> you can dodge a goth, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> Can't dodge a golf ball. Dodge a golf ball. <laughs> huh. I have a problem right now, Mike. Uh, just a little antibiotic ointment. It'll go away. <laughs> I think I just found a new thing I'm interested in. Oh, no. Close it. Close it. <laughs> what was it? Uh, the pastel goth aesthetic is pretty hot. <sighs> okay, I'll go look. Moving on. <laughs> no, I got... No, no now you done, you done... You done started something. Hold on. <laughs> oh, no. Right. Just just type in pastel goth and uh, you will see it. All right. Shit, I the keyboard. I'm so disorganized. You got to get yourself one of these uh, sweet ass mechanical keyboards that I bought. It's like a hundred bucks, man. Well, the one I got is a mechanical keyboard. It's just I, I had like parts of the arm that holds the uh, that I got the mic on sitting on it and shit. And then, you know, you know what, screw it. I'll use my phone. Give me two seconds. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. So it's not just me. No, as a matter of fact, this is like just that. Um, I didn't know it was called that. Yeah, yeah. 
Hmm. <laughs> hmm. What are you humming? I just didn't expect that. What? To randomly type something in from our conversation and be like, well, now I have a new fetish. Right. <laughs> Damn it. It happens. All right. Happens. It happens. Add it to the list. I didn't realize that was sort of, that had its own title. I just thought it was just kind of like, that wasn't, the reason I didn't make the association was because uh, that wasn't the kind of rainbow that Bar- Baron was talking about. What was he talking about? You know, the other kind. <laughs> well, like gay people? Uh, I mean, yeah, kind of, but not entirely. Gay people associate themselves with the rainbow flag. I don't think it's a problem talking about that. Well, uh, honestly, more and more aren't. But, yeah. Are you part of the uh, the, the community? I'm not a part of any community. You know me. Mike, inherently, it is impossible to not belong to a community. Okay, I was actually talking with somebody about this the other day. It's like, you know, because like on, on like a sort of uh, genetic and even primal level, we're, we're you know, very uh, social beings. Yeah, but uh, I'm always super aware of bias, you know, because once you lock yourself into a thing, then you have an agenda and it becomes easy to like get lost in that. And then you unconsciously or subconsciously take a side that you might not would have you might not have taken otherwise, you know, when it comes to a certain position on something. You can identify as something and be open changing your mind when you're presented with other you know information like you could be open-minded and belong to a community okay i'm, I'm talking about it uh within the framework of like uh the the internet and social media because it's like everyone has this sort of consensus that you have to agree on 100 percent of everything all the time or you can't be friends like i don't know what that i don't know where that came from I mean, I'm sure you've come across that. It's like you agree on you just you agree on 99 of things, and like one percent you disagree. It's like, oh, we can't talk anymore. Like you never ha- you never come across that. Well, I mean, if you're if you're ignorant, yeah, you're gonna come across it. Yeah. I mean, I've met people that I disagree with on a lot of things, but I still like them as people. I mean, there's someone at my there's someone at my job who, you know, they don't they don't respect. Not that I don't respect, but, um, you know, they, they won't be, like, embraceive of, say, like, uh, like they, them pronouns. My coordinator, is, you know, is non-binary. And, you know, he gets along with them. Like, he, you know, he's, he's very polite. He's very courteous. Like, they, 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 they talk. Uh, he's respectful to them. He just will not use they, them. He will simply call them by their name. And they have an agreement that, you know, it's kind of against, like, his beliefs and stuff. And they have an agreement that calling calling them by their first name is acceptable, you know? So, like, I don't agree with him. My coordinator obviously doesn't agree with him. Um, but, you know, he's a really, he's like, he's a, he's a really cool dude. And, like, he'll pop into my office just to say hi, just to talk, you know, and shoot, shoot the shit for a little bit. Well, honestly, th- th- this wasn't what I was thinking about at all when I was, you know... I was thinking more along, like, okay, like, like, like political lines, for example. Like, I can't have any kind, because I don't line up anywhere, like, politically. I, I just avoid that conversation in general. I mean, that's just polite. I mean, some of the topics I try to purposely avoid talking to people out, like, politics is obviously one of them. But I also do this one thing, and I don't know if, like, it's a game that I play. Okay. And that is, I do my best to not ask the question, what do you do? 
I hate that question. I don't like it either. And you know what? My mind goes blank. Like I could have, I could have like just come back from the international space station and cured space cancer. And I, I, I still would have gone blank. Like, what do you do? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I hate the, what do you do question? I hate it. Hate it, hate it. Yeah. Cause like it, it just, it drives the conversation towards a work centric kind of focus. And Oh my God. So often we, like we we so often define ourselves by like what it is that we do to be productive, you know, members of the capitalistic regime, and I I so hate that. Like I like yes, like I I love telling people the industry that I work in because you know it's fascinating. People have questions. It's candy. I mean, what's not to like? Yeah, right. Like you work in chocolate. Like that's fucking awesome. Like like you know, I mean, obviously you're gonna get called Wonka. It's gonna happen. Uh, and you will get asked about Noompa Loompas. It's gonna happen. There was one in a cage, and he wasn't moving. <laughs> <That's> so sad. <laughs> um, you know that that that's not me. Like that's not like I am not the job I do. And I try to treat people the, the exact same way. So I want to know about, you know, what do you do to make you happy? What's the most interesting place that you visited? Know, why was it interesting? Like, what was the most recent impactful moment of your life? You know, like, I want to know about the person, not what the person does. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. I actually find that kind of boring, like, most of the time. You know, it's like, oh, yay. You know? Like, so rarely is someone going to say that they have a job where you are legitimately interested in learning more about. And you feel almost like this, like this pressure to ask more about, oh, that's fascinating. Tell me more about that. You like, you know, 99 times out of 100, you're going to feel that like, you know, inorganic pressure to ask that question. And then, then that one time, maybe, maybe you'll be fascinated enough to actually pose a legitimate follow up. But yeah. How would you answer that question, actually? So going back to the whole mall thing, you know, like it seems like we just kind of deviate away as our conversations typically do. What were your thoughts? What were Baron's thoughts about? Um, I, I mean, I was kind of, I was kind of happy in the sense that like he didn't have to see what we saw the last time. Like, I think I went with Midge the last time I went there, and it was like a ghost town. I, I was like, someone should just buy this and man- turn it into Thunderdome. Like, I, like, it, like literally, the only thing it was missing were like fifty-five gallon drums with fires in it. Look, it looks like a level from uh, from the classic Doom games. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Streets of Rage. <laughs> <laughs> Huh, cool. There goes Axel and Blaze. Uh, but it, yeah, but it, I, I was kind of happy when I walked in, and it wasn't like that. Like uh, I didn't see a Santa Claus there, though. I didn't see any. We were up and down the whole thing. There was no Santa. What? Wow. I wonder how long that's not been there. I mean, maybe it was just because we were. Well, it was like three o'clock in the afternoon, so. Yeah, but they would always have the setup for Santa to be there. Yeah, there was nothing, nothing that I saw. It wasn't a tree, like. Um, not that I saw, no. Because usually it was, uh, they usually had it where Sears used to be, right? Behind the two escalators when you first walked in by the food court. Not, not, not by the food court, but next to Penny's. Like if you went, if you went down, down past that fountain. Yeah, yeah. It was always, I, I think it was always like traditionally right in front of Penny's. Jeez, no Santa either. Like the, one of the main owners of a lot of the malls filed bankruptcy, I think, again for the second time this year. Um, yeah, that's, you're, we're seeing that a lot too with, um, um, a lot of the people who own these giant office buildings and stuff, 
Like, that's going on all over the country. Like, that was sort of predicted in the early days of, like, the COVID lockdowns that that would eventually come to pass. Uh, it started um, not immediately after COVID, but, like, maybe early last year. And now it's, like, really getting into, like, the, you know, you got these entire, like, what would have been, like, skyscraper-sized buildings full of people. And, you know, these giant buildings that are essentially empty. You know, there's nobody in them. Because no one, no one can even afford to pay the rent of what they're asking anymore. I mean, I remember like when I worked at one of at, at, at I mean, I like I said, like when I worked at Oxford Valley Mall, um, I worked at the like I said the the Sears, but there's also like a sports memorabilia store that I worked at, and they were always complaining about how the rent kept going up, and they're like, yeah, it becomes completely unfeasible and unsustainable. Like there's there's no profit to be made anymore. You know? Yeah, I mean, clearly whoever's doing this, they never played roller coaster tycoon. You know, they would know. <laughs> That you just decrease the ticket price to drive in more people. It's not the other way around. Like, you know, like, oh, oh, everyone wants to be here. So it's super exclusive. No, no one wants to be there. So you need to really drastically cut price. Yeah, the exclusivity thing only works with nightclubs, not so much office buildings. It's like, I'm not even allowed in this building. Did you see this McDonald's thing? Not to, I'm not, I'm act, I'm actively trying to change the subject. They actually have a a, a new type of McDonald's that they're opening to be <clears throat> excuse me to be more uh, appealing to younger generations. I did see this. What's what was it called? I forget. I forget. Um, it's like shit, a McCraft or something. Yeah, but it's like the the, the menu is like all like uh, I guess like you know millennials, Gen Z. Oh, the Cosmic. Oh. Cosmic. Yeah, McCosmic or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, dude, dude, it's was, a drive-through only. Yeah, I was uh, looking at a couple of them the other day. Oh my god, dude, they had lines that were causing traffic jams for miles and miles and miles. Just people in line to try this stuff. So they're in Texas and Illinois now, according to this article from QZ.com, and it's a drive-through only concept which offers Starbucks meets Sonic menu. Featuring fruity and coffee-flavored slushies and drinks, so no food at all. I thought I thought they did have a menu, like uh, as far as food goes. No, all right. Um, looks like they have snacks, spicy yeah. queso sandwich, pretzel bites, and mc. Uh, maybe that's what I saw. Okay. AKA donuts. <laughs> donuts. Mm. There was a, a thing I was reading the other day talking about uh, how McDonald's used to look compared to how they look now. Do you remember? Okay, you remember? Okay, think about a McDonald's when we were kids. Okay, I remember the jungle gym area outside where you can climb inside Mayor McCheese's mouth, essentially, and it was like bars. Oh, that was so erotic. <laughs> what? <laughs> we got to talk about your definition of erotic, Michael. <laughs> Climb into his mouth and there were bars all over. Oh, it was so hot. No one likes weepy beef. (laughs) The point I was trying to make is okay, or I'm sorry, the point the article was making uh, was that, like, you look at a McDonald's from like even the early mid 2000s compared to now, it looks like, you know, they go back to like, you know, even like the one at Five Points, for example, like, you know, had the big red roof and, you know, the golden arches and the playground and it was all welcoming and friendly and everything like that. And then you Google one that they just made and it looks like it looks like it's a Soviet Russia. (laughs) Come in for. Meet Patty Ration. 
<laughs> you have one food ticket. <laughs> I miss the old McDonald's. That old style. I don't know. Something about uh, the fact that everything outside, like you could potentially, <laughs> you're open to like some severe injuries by 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 engaging with any of that equipment. <laughs> yeah, they like they used to have kill counts. Like it was <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> No, that's what those that those those little stamps on the side of each of those uh, pieces. Of yeah, yeah, like like World War II fighter blades. <laughs> like I remember, like even like in the summer, like well, not even in the summer, like especially in the summer, like that plastic would get to be like 130 degrees. Parents would be like, "Play, play outside, play outside. You're fine. Play outside. You're okay. You're okay. Just leave us alone." <laughs> We're crossing into like you know uh, a conversation about how parenting has changed. We're we're fully qualified to give that conversation, right? Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> as as two as two men who do not have children, or wait, wait a minute. <clears throat> as two men, who, I have one. I have one open secret and uh, one that's uh, a less than open secret. But <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. You you have one open secret and one not so open secret. Oh, that was a joke. Remember that? Um, remember that picture? Uh, that that um, I forget how uh, Kristen and Minnie saw it, but it was a uh, one of the 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 kids from my gaming group, and he looks just like me. I don't remember this at all. Like uh, they there was a picture of him um, that he had sent me because he um, he had a uh, a seizure and he cracked his head, and he's like, "Yeah, I messed my eye up," and he sent me a picture, and it, like it literally looks like me at seventeen. How come I never got this picture? Uh, I'll have to send it to you. Is it for the show notes? Can uh, we can we can we show the listeners your uh, yeah, pseudo son? Yeah, really can see his, his whole face. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you could do that. But yeah, Minnie, uh, I I forget how they saw it and uh, what uh, in what context they saw this. But um, they thought it was me. Even Kyle thought it was me. And I was like, no, that's. Um, I was like, oh, that's 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 my son that nobody knows about. And they, and they kind of ran with it, thinking it was real. You don't remember that? No, I remember nothing about this. Uh, I I made that uh, Facebook message about it while you were in Germany. Remember? I vaguely remember this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That, that, that's probably why you don't remember this because that was that was when it happened. But, um, but yeah, like yo, it, it is weird that he looks just like me at seventeen. He's only one state away, and I'm pretty sure I knew his mom briefly. Come on, Mike. Don't mess with me. Oh uh, no 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 no! It, it, like it, I mean, it, it's it, there's no no chance, no chance. It's just weird. Are you sure about that? Yeah, no chance. No chance. No chance. Okay. You are the father! So what do we have on, on the docket today, Mike? <laughs> now that we now that we finally finished up the uh, the intro to the opening to the to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna make a three day long episode. I mean I have my uh, you know, there is the the follow-up from the fact that uh, I had been on another international trip. I seem to be uh, be jet-setting around the globe quite a bit this year. Why don't you tell that story? That was uh, that we got to get those pictures in the show notes too. Right? The the pyramid. Oh the oh yeah, I mean Rob is the as as the Aztecian sun god. Yo, I've been AIing a couple of those pictures. It's gonna be funny. Oh, no, Rob makes sacrifices to the Aztecian gods. Why are you AIing my, my, my pictures from Mexico? I AI everything. I even AI'd some pictures of your cat. Yeah, yeah, I was told about that. Yeah, yeah, I'll have something in a couple of days. 
How do I how do I get to have such copious amounts of free time? Kramer, what's your secret? There's no way to say it and make it sound in any way, you know, like positive. <laughs> like it's just it's it's all negative. Like it's you know, essentially being a bum. Oh, okay, okay, cool. So I just leave everything behind and be a bum. Do ooh, do I get a bindle? Uh that that costs extra. But how can it cost extra if you're a bum? You don't have money. Don't ask me to explain it. I'll make the rules. Hmm. Is there a store that sells them, or you just gotta like fashion I mean, grown I, out of like a stick and a handkerchief? I think Anthropology had a a very specific bindle collection. I would not be surprised. It's like thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> Hobo bindle. <laughs> you, you want to ride the rails? It's gonna cost you thirty k. <laughs> So, uh, so yes, I am back from another uh, international trip. This time, <clears throat> Mexico City was the destination. There was a very specific purpose to this trip. Oh, that was that was that was a sacrifice during the the eclipse to make sure that the uh, the sun serpent didn't eat the moon, right? Yes, I was there to facilitate the the sacrifice to make sure that the sun <laughs> did once again rise over the east. So thanks to you, we have tomorrow. <laughs> and no one will ever know. <laughs> I have secured the future for humanity. Uh, I've also imparted uh, copious amounts of rain as well, as you can see. Uh, you're welcome, world. Uh, that was from me and my and my visits to the Aztec Temple down in, uh, down in Mexico. Oh, my God. All right, tell the truth. <laughs> There's no other story to tell. Okay, tell the other part. So, yes, I, uh, I have recently been to uh, Mexico City. Um, very interesting, like, story surrounding that as to, like, what took me down there. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't even know how to really begin with this. So I guess the beginning is probably a good place as any. That's usually a great place to start. I was really thinking about, like, Tarantino in this thing and kind of, like, you know, jumping through, like, time and... You know, maybe doing like an interstellar kind of thing and like, you know, maybe like circle back to like Christopher Nolan kind of narrative and uh, just kind of go from there. Says the guy who was, you know, complaining about editing nightmares 10 seconds ago. All right. <laughs> and then we'll top it off with a Shyamalan twist, <laughs> which sucks. So uh, back in 2016, I was working for a company called Rich Products. Like I just got hired there. It was actually my first like foray into like food manufacturing and I just can't seem to escape. So I was on a trip to visit the the main like hub, like the headquarters in Buffalo, New York. And at the time, and uh, even still now, I'm using this app called Swarm, which evolved out of an older app called Foursquare, which I, I greatly miss Foursquare. Just the, I don't know, something about it. It just seemed more fun. What was that? I can't remember what Foursquare was. Foursquare, so Foursquare and Swarm, like I said, Foursquare became Swarm, and Swarm, you, know, you earned stickers and stuff, but in uh, Foursquare, you earned badges. And I really liked it, because there was certain prerequisites. If you check into, you know, like five national parks, like they would, they would award you with a badge uh, in, in the game. And 
that was such a driver to me. Like I would actually in real life go to places just to check in there, just to unlock badges in this game. So it's sort of like kind of like Pokemon Go, but IRL and you didn't get hit by traffic as much? Exactly. Hmm. I mean, there's still some traffic, but you know, that was your own fault. I, I think the 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 most interesting badge I ever got was it was back when Conan started his show on TBS. So we're talking a long time ago. And he had a blimp floating around in real, you know, in real life. And it was a waypoint. And if you checked into the blimp, you would get a URL that you can go to. You go to the URL and you populate the, uh, you just populate the, uh, the, the, the form. And they sent you in the mail a physical Conan Blimp Spotter badge. Huh. That's I still cool. have it. It's still floating around somewhere in my office. It was it was just so much more engaging of a uh, of a property. And then when they switched over to Swarm, like I still use it, um, but they they must they they must have lost a, just a catastrophic amount of people uh, who just didn't switch over from Foursquare to Swarm. Uh, but I still used it. And within Swarm, as within Foursquare, if you were the one that checked in the most, you acquired mayorship of the place. Well, I am in Buffalo at Rich Products in June of 2016, around the time. And I am checking into, you know, different places around the uh, Rich Products kind of like campus. And every place I would check into... It would tell you like if someone else was checked in also. And every time I would check in, there was this person that was also checked in with me. Now in the anonymity, you know, we're still going to, I still like to use just letters from people's names. Like, you know, not everyone's to be referenced on the podcast. So I'll just call her G. And so G was always checked into these places. And her and I would keep going back and forth for mayorship of like the headquarters. And I eventually took it from her. She took it from me. I took it back and I shot her a message because you can message people either through comments or direct through the app. So, so you had like this sort of catch me if you can slash capture the flag game going on. Yes. Solid. I love it. Exactly. Exactly. So I messaged her kind of teasing her a little bit about, like, you know, just, you know, poking fun. You're like, hey, like I took mayorship, blah, blah, blah. And we started talking through the app, like, wait a minute, like, who are you? Why are you always checking into this place? And, you know, come to find out that, you know, she worked for uh, Rich Products headquarters in Mexico. I was, you know, the new HR generals for the Vineland facility. And I asked her out to like coffee or something, asked her if she wanted to like hang out, just like meet up. And she wanted to, but she told one of her friends about it. And I didn't learn about this until way later on. And her friend is like, are you insane? Like, this could be anyone. Like, he could be a, you know, a axe-wielding, chainsaw-juggling maniac, you know? Well, that you could also just do that and be a circus performer. Like, you know. Yeah, I could be a busker, you know? And I can get, like, yeah. you know, coins. So, you know, she opted not to meet me, which is fine, you know? But we started talking. We continued to talk. And we would talk through the internal uh, work program, like the work chat program. So... Because I had access to the HRS system, I was able to like, like, you know, I could tell that she was a real person. Like she actually worked for the company. And 
you know, aside from the fact that she was using the internal work chat program and she had an email address with her, you know, that was under the rich moniker. I mean, honestly, in this day and age, you never know. It could have been a bot. Like, you don't know. <laughs> it could have been an elaborate hoax for all I know. So we continued to talk. And then eventually I, f- I think she said I asked her for her number first. And we just started talking through WhatsApp. And I left the company. She's still with the company. I think she just celebrated 15 years. So, you know, if, if you're listening, you know, congrats on 15 years. So we just continued our correspondence, you know, as I went from job to job and she stayed and uh, we would do like video chat through WhatsApp, you know, and, you know, we just stayed in contact the whole time. But, you know, there was always like something preventing us from, you know, from like meeting. That's so, yeah. So now we're talking sliding doors. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we found an opportunity to finally meet after almost 10 years of like talking to each other. Like I booked a, uh, booked a flight and just jumped down there for, uh, for a long weekend. And, uh, it was a feeling unlike any other in the sense that it, 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 it was this additional layer of anxiety and excitement of traveling for me. You know, I've traveled a good chunk of places and, you know, there's always some level of anxiety. Kind of, kind of a different ballgame. I mean, granted, it's not as far, but it's not like European culture still kind of resembles American culture in a lot of ways mm-hmm. that you don't really uh, get when it comes to traveling to uh, like, uh, like that part of Mexico, for example. No, you're absolutely like right on, like spot on with that. You know, there was a, a like a very like stark culture shock. Oh yeah. But I think I think I still think it goes beyond that. You know, like aside from just the culture shock, like you know, I've well, any yeah. like any person I've known, like I've you know I've met them, you know, I, and I've never gone ten years almost. Well, I was going to say someone. that's that's a hell of a buildup. That's yeah, you know. Before before the you know the big reveal that's that's um I I think you'd be hard pressed to find anyone who even comes close to that or or find anyone that could you know hold a candle to that time wise it's like I waited ten years to meet somebody like yeah and you know and we would go you know sometimes months without talking at all you know sometimes even like a year or so you know but like we would always just like pick up start talking for like a couple days couple weeks. And then, you know, life would get busy and things would happen. But we always kind of like started talking to each other again. And yeah, yeah, there's like a 10 year buildup of like this this person that I know so well, but you know, I've only ever heard their voice through an electronic medium, you know, never with my own ears. And to, to finally like to see it with my own eyes. Yeah, and then it wasn't just a chat app. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a level of just like excitement, anxiety that I just... I don't think I will probably ever experience again. Cause like, I don't really anticipate ever having that kind of situation turn up. So yeah, like that's how I, that's how I come, came to meet G was just this weird circumstance of things, which is, you know, pretty on point for me. Like I typically meet people in very unique ways or always, always like the most meaningful people. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, I've got that too. Just everything's bizarre and strange. I never just it's like sup sup, and, you know, and go from there. <laughs> yeah, like your friend who who you you know your your really good friend who you met who robbed you, <laughs> <laughs> Brian. I okay so so a couple observations. 
about Mexico City. Um, first off, I never felt like I was in danger. Okay, even aside from traveling with, you know, a local, uh, I never felt like unsafe. Well, I mean, the the thing I was talking about was more like Tijuana and stuff like that, like south yeah. of the border. Because I I had a friend that that happened to. She went to a show and got kidnapped. Oh, I mean, in yeah. Tijuana, yeah, things happen. Like everyone told her, it's like, yo, you're crazy. Don't 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 do you know that's that's stupid. Don't do this. And she did it anyway. Got <laughs> got kidnapped. Ugh. Um, that's a whole story there we can touch on later. Um. No, like, I mean, I never felt I wasn't safe. Um, she was fun, too. It's a shame. No, I'm kidding. She was, she's okay. She's okay. She's okay. <laughs> <laughs> they send her back in small pieces. A <laughs> couple observations. Right? Never felt unsafe. Uh, two, the traffic in Mexico City. Like, thank God these people are, like, a very, like, Christian nation. Because, holy shit, like, Jesus take the wheel. Because it was bedlam in Mexico City all the time. Like, the worst day. Uh, I, I'm very familiar with what you're talking about. Like, if we had that way of, uh, like, it would be anarchy in the streets within 24 hours if, it, if we had that system here. Like, if all the streetlights went out, for example. Like, it, it's very it's very much, like, kind of, there, there's a lot of, you know, courtesy and, like, common sense involved with driving in a lot of those places. Versus, like, here in the States where it's like, you you listen to that red light, you stupid bastard. You know, like yeah, like it was just like buses and cars and SUVs and motorcycles whizzing in between all of this like interlocking gridded traffic and holy hell! I mean, if you are not an assertive driver, just never Give go up. to Mexico yeah. City. Yeah. It is exp- It is levels of more horrific, like exponentially worse. The most horrific day of driving in New York City, Mexico City has it beat multiple times over. I did drive for a little bit, but it was also like at night, so it wasn't nearly as bad. But I survived, uh, as did G. You know, we made it back to, to her place in one piece. Uh, everything I ate was the best thing I've ever eaten in my entire life. Well, yeah, that's because it's real food right. for the most part. <laughs> like, like, I mean, we went to this. Uh, I mean, she, she's gonna she's gonna hate me for not remembering the names of these places. We went to this revolving restaurant in like downtown Mexico City, and it just you know it would slowly rotate, showing you the entire you know, like the cityscape of Mexico City, and you do not understand how massive the city is until you see it from like, that high up. I was oh, a little unnerved. I was a little nerfed. It was called One World Trade Center. Okay. <laughs> Bad juju. Bad juju. <laughs> but, it, and like that, that place was gorgeous. Gorgeous restaurant. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I, people still have a, a lot of misconceptions about Mexico, too. Like, they think all of it looks like Tijuana, you know? Like, they mm-hmm. think all of it is a hole in the earth and, like, you know, little villages and stuff. It's like they have the second largest or seventh, seventh largest economy in the entire world. You know, you're not talking, not all of it is some kind of third world, you know, it's not all huts and old temples. Like, but yeah, that's a common misconception about Mexico. Downtown was booming. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it was, it was beautiful, but, and while that rotating restaurant was 
gorgeous and like the food was well plated and everything you know it was fancy schmancy um funny story with this so i tried to be polite and i'm like oh like i will i will pay for the for the check like i'll pay for this one um they rang through my credit card like there was it read like there was like a chip error I'm like oh, that's weird like i just used it you know like earlier oh, yeah. today is, it, is this a geographical thing where they have different chipsets or different types of chips. Sorry, chipsets is something else. Well, see, but think about that because I already used it earlier that day and it worked just fine. I used it multiple times and it worked just fine. But for some reason here, it didn't work. And they ran it through, didn't work. They ran it through again, didn't work. I looked at my credit Wait, are, card. Are we state. talking the magnetic strip or the uh, the, little, the chip? Uh, the chip. Uh, okay. Like they have like the little like handheld device. And you just bloop, bloop, plug your plug yeah, your card yeah. in. So I looked at my credit card statement and I got charged twice for this. So. I tell I tell G I'm like hey like I got charged twice for this and they're still saying that that I gotta pay, yo she went like full Mexican on them and just like pointing at the device pointing at me pointing at my credit card pointing at them just like going at them. That's Aztecian war goddess. <laughs> <laughs> yo, it was it was the most intense interaction I've seen in recent history. Equal parts terrified and turned on. Yeah, I know what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> it was I told her that too I'm like I've never been more turned on <laughs> she's just laying into these people take no prisoners you know like just giving them the business at this restaurant and I'm just, I'm just sitting there just oh yes yes I uh, I did indeed ask for pickles <laughs> whatever whatever she said nice lady <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and uh, when it when it when it ended, she looked at me. She's like, "Oh, I'm really sorry about that. Like, you know, I get like really intense about things." And I'm like, "Yo, <laughs> I am so turned on right now." She's like, "Oh, come on." I'm like, "No, like, like I don't know, like something about like a really, I don't know, like 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 a strong, forward, like independent woman." I'm like, "Hell yeah! Like that's that's sexy as fuck." Like I, I would. I was all for it. I was, I was there, my friend. I was there. Yeah, that's a thing for me too. No, I, I, I like that. Like, okay, so it's not just a me thing. No, no, definitely not, man. All right, all right. Even, even like the space coyote was like that. You know. So, so is this just like a thing for us, or is it like certain? Uh, no, that's it's a thing for a lot of people, but, okay. um, you know, then you got you, there's still the it takes all kinds. You know what I mean? Like there's mm. still the the guys that like the the weak little timid girls, and you know, uh, I don't know, like a, yeah. a strong woman. I'm like, oof. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I need, I need someone like I need a challenge. I can't have somebody who likes me or agrees with me. <laughs> um, I think it was earlier that day, or it might have been the, the morning after. We just got like tamales and atole from just like a street vendor, like right on the corner. You know, just opened up a giant pot and just like poured atole into like a cup, and you know, took out like two. Um, two tamales and put them on like like bread for like to make like a tamale sandwich and it just i think it was like five bucks for the whole thing and it got also got like a concha sweet bread roll as well oh my Forgot god that. oh <laughs> my god you, oh you never saw that you never saw that i forgot <laughs> everything i ate was just like incredible incredible um i could never live there like i would i would just gorge myself silly i'd be like 500 pounds in a week and you are a gringo. 
Like I, I would die looking like Bender did when he became a human. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't judge me until you tried my way of life for yourself. <laughs> and on top of that, you know, like we, you know, check, obviously checked out like uh, a lot of the, like a lot of like the uh, the Aztec ruins, like a lot of the pyramids down there, um, in the middle of like the heart of Mexico City, is this gorgeous, gorgeous castle on top of this massive hill. Um, built by the the Spaniards when when they invaded Mexico, a snake in the claw of an eagle, on a branch, way out in the middle of a lake. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So so the Jill Cabarrus means gentleman. Like the, the movie's called The Three Gentlemen. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know it. I'm like, oh, that's well, a network. Gringo, you've been over this. <laughs> never never bothered to look it up. So you know, we 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 toured this castle and everything, and when we were walking around like, the Aztec pyramids and whatnot, I realized that like. Like the, the 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 weirdest thing was happening to me. Like you know, n- not for nothing. I'm a pretty fit guy. Okay, like I you know I go to the gym often. Like I take care of myself. I, I I've never gotten that impression of you, but all right, all right, all right. So uh, I'll put pictures in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Delusions of grandeur. No, okay, to see that, is subscribe to my mm-hmm. OnlyFans. Um. So again, you know, relatively fit guy, decent shape. But I couldn't walk around these pyramids for more than like 15, 20 minutes without getting so incredibly exhausted and winded. Well, there's, there's, I mean, probably a couple different reasons for that. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I know what it is, but I want to hear what you think it was. Oh, I wasn't going to get all, um, you know, moldery about it. Uh, it's, it's more about like um, uh, the altitude. Uh, uh, it's more. It's basically all geographical uh, reasons. Uh, yes, that is exactly the uh, uh, altitude of. Yes, that is exactly what I was thinking, uh, because the numbers are incredible. Like the differences between them. So, what is the elevation? Like the altitude elevation. Of the city of Philadelphia in feet. How high, how many feet above sea level? I know it's not a lot, but um, off the top of my head, I, honestly, the, the longer I drag it out, the more I'm gonna look like an idiot. I just Holy know. shit, Mike, just guess a fucking number. 200. Okay. It is 39 feet. Okay. What is the altitude of Mexico City? If, if it made that much of a difference, I would have to say maybe 800. 39 feet, city of Philadelphia. Mexico City. What was your guess? Uh, like 800 something? 7,350. Oh, so I was off uh, I was off quite a bit, yeah. But you didn't go over, so you do get accepted into the showcase show. Oh, I get show. the prize, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get a spit on the wheel, Mike. So... I mean, I, I assumed it had to be something like that. Or, or the, again, maybe there was another crystal skull in the ground just being near it weakened you. But... But only me. Well, I mean, yeah. Just as long as you have no follow-up questions. Or all gringos. <laughs> but yeah, I assumed it was something like that. Yeah, like like the altitude was like insane. Like the most simple of tasks. Like I would just get exhausted within like 10, 15 minutes. Um, which, which led me to think like Mexico City would be an awesome place to train like a saiyan 
Because you're not going to find a place with more intense gravity, but you can find a place that has less air. And I think that'd be a good training. Hey, uh, look up, look up, um, look up uh, Lake Montezuma, Arizona altitude. Lake Montezuma, three thousand four hundred sixty-one feet. Not bad. Okay. It's like a midway point. Yeah. It's high up. How, how does Denver compare? Altitude of Lake Denver. Uh, no. <laughs> 5,280. So, wow, you were even above Denver. Yeah, like 2,000 feet. That just had me just absolutely exhausted all the time. You know, and she had told me that she had taken people up to the castle before and she had a woman uh, like faint on her on like the pathway up to the castle. And I'm like, okay, so let's hope that doesn't happen. Because... <laughs> That'd be That's mildly embarrassing. Nothing more manly than fainting from height. Yeah. <laughs> God, talk about a bad impression. Stranger things have happened, you know what I mean? Like, that's not super, you know, out of the... It was such an, an incredible experience. Um, anyone that I associated with, you know, even if they didn't speak really, like, any English, super nice. Like, mi casa es tu casa is, like, they say it and they live that. Everyone was was wonderful, was accommodating as best as they could, even if they didn't speak English. And then you come back here and it's like, what the fuck is wrong with everybody? <laughs> Some people got a parade, not me. People spat on me. Um, we, I, like, there was like a small like uh, there's a small Christmas dinner that, that I went to uh, at her brother's place. And so I got to, you know, hang out with her, like her, her brother, her sister, like their spouses. Her brother offered me tequila and I am not a tequila drinker. And let me tell you, it was incredible tequila. Then we go home that night. You went home with her brother? Very progressive, Rob. <laughs> Very worldly, very attractive. Uh, yeah, that suave Latin charm, he was irresistible. <laughs> How could I say no? <laughs> so, so, so we, go, we go home, and she gives me, because um, she has tequila at home also. She's like, if you think that was good tequila, she's like, we're going to try um, tequila here, and we're going to do something different. So she got six shot glasses, and my immediate thought is, I'm going to die. I'm like, oh, so this is the part where I lose a kidney. Okay. So she's been playing the long game. So what she does is she fills up one shot glass each with tequila, one shot glass each with lime juice, and one shot glass each with a tomato pepper... Like a tomato juice pepper like concoction. Like oh, yeah, I, I know the thing you're talking about. I know the thing you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Never had it. I forget. It has a name. It has a specific name. I can't remember what it was, but I saw it a lot in California. So you had it though, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And you did like the like the three sips? I, I know I've done it at least once, but it's been so long. All right. How many sips did you do? I forgot all about it. So we did like the, you know, the, 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 the three sips. 
And it was, it, it was such a smooth drink. So I, uh, I need more of that. It was phenomenal tequila. It was, it, it didn't feel like, oh, we're just going to drink to get drunk. Ah, tequila shots. Like, this is like, this is showing respect. If it felt like it had a purpose rather yes. than, yeah. 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 And uh, like even at her, even at her brother's place, like I, it was just lime, salt, tequila, and just like a like a like a sip, and you kiss the tequila. You don't you don't you don't drink it. You don't shot it. You know, you, you kiss it. You show respect to the drink. Um, and it was a great experience. We we ha- I mean, depending on where we went, and what we were doing, like in LA, we would have those experiences. But like if we were going to like one of those. Uh, you know, um, clubs that we used to go to, <clears throat> uh, the, the drink of choice was literally called the adios motherfucker. So <laughs> I think cause that's a quote. I, th- I think we can leave that F bomb in there. That's, that's the one for the show that I'll let pass. Yeah. And it was like neon blue. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. I Google it real quick and see what it looks like. So uh, you're drinking radium. What the- <laughs> yeah. You have like three of those and it's just like, yeah, you forget your troubles. It is a very blue drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, okay. So I thought, I don't know, for some reason I thought it was green. So you're clearly drinking antifreeze. Pretty much. I mean, look at the ingredients. It's like, it, it's literally like the bottoms of every kind of bottle of alcohol that they have at the bar. <laughs> Just with blue dye. <laughs> uh, let's see what we got here. Oh, Jesus. Half ounce vodka, half ounce rum, half ounce tequila, half ounce gin, half ounce blue Caraco, two ounces sweet and sour mix, Sprite or 7-Up on top. Oh, my God. This is like, it's like a like the West Coast uh, Long Island iced tea. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it lived up to its name. You know, you have a couple of those. It's like, where did that Michael guy go? <laughs> Top rated comment. I woke up emotionally destroyed and told the waitress at my local bar I need a distraction. Without missing a beat, she was like, hold hold tight. I know just a thing and brought this to my booth. I remember nothing else. Pretty much. All right. We leave that in the oh, show yeah. notes. Right? <laughs> I, I think we are now inclined to say uh, with anything alcohol-based, uh, drink responsibly. Do you not agree, Mike? Or not at all. I mean, you know, I'm legally required to. Don't look at me like that. You know, I'm legally required to agree with you. Excellent. But you know, I don't drink at all. So anymore, because I kind of sort of killed myself that one time. <laughs> um. So yeah, my my time in Mexico was incredible. Um. I loved every second of it. Uh, the plan is for me to actually go back in February to explore a little bit more of the city um, and then hopefully go to... So did you know Mexico had states? I didn't, I didn't know Mexico was broken up into states. Um, and there's a state called Chiapas. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I wasn't sure if you were joking or not. That's why I, I was like, okay, is he fucking with me? <laughs> like, okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't give you a chance to answer. Did you know that? Yeah. I thought you were fucking with me for a second. No, I didn't know. <laughs> okay, so, uh, you know, you are clearly more educated on uh, on such things. Um, I, I bow to your infinite wisdom, Michael. Um, 
so you know the the, the goal the, the goal is plan is I should say uh, to go back in February uh, explore a little bit more of the city unfortunately we won't be able to do Chapas that time but it, that is on the agenda and G is actually coming up here to visit me on the 26th and hopefully fingers crossed we get out of this episode edited and released uh, with the hope of it being a Christmas episode. Although we did nothing Christmassy. I'll throw some sleigh bells in at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, wait, we had the no Santa discussion at the mall. That was about it as far as Christmassy. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Merry Chrysler. (laughs) Happy Holidays. I said Merry Christmas. Uh, so we, you want you want you want to do something Christmassy? You want to talk about something Christmassy? What do you got? Uh, huh? How come I got to come up with something? Oh, uh, I thought you you made it sound like you had something specific. I mean, I I I think I like a uh, question about something, but what do you got? What was your favorite Christmas gift you've ever gotten? Um, I. Th- Oh, I, I have my answer for you, but I, I want to hear what you say because I, I I have one. Yeah, whenever whenever anyone asks me about Christmas, I automatically go to that one where I didn't get anything. Gee, oh man, I go to that one too for you. <laughs> <laughs> like what was I like eleven and I didn't have any gifts? It was like everyone else had stuff and I didn't have anything. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> No, wait, wait, didn't you get that um, Echo the Dolphin game? Yeah, that was it. That was it. Like, that was it. And even that, was like, it took like a couple days or something. It wasn't even there on the day. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It's scarring. So, yeah, it was like, it was like, oh, yeah, you got an IOU for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> IOU won one LCD Echo the Dolphin game. Heart Santa. <laughs> game was a shit, though. I don't know if it was worth all that trauma, but... <laughs> Okay, so let's go back to the question of what was your favorite gift that you got? Hot shot basketball. Yes, that's what I was thinking was hot shot basketball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was – yo, I, I I was so mad at you because I love that game. But, like, it wasn't my toy. I didn't get to, like, play with it all the time. Oh, I wasn't stingy with that shit, was I? No, you weren't. You were like, I don't know. Like, you were always just like, yeah, play it. I don't care. But like, you were like, you never cared. But like, it wasn't really mine, though. <laughs> ah, you humans in your ownership. Doesn't matter. Humans Doesn't in matter. Your ownership. I'm trying to see if that thing even exists anymore. Uh, let's see here. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. I'm trying to find it, Mike. I'm trying to find Hot Shots Basketball. Yo, Mike. Huh? I think I found it. Do you want it? Like the actual one or is it a modern version? Oh, it's the actual one. Okay, so I found one. It is... It's still wrapped. It's new. Holy crap. That's got to be like $1,000. If it, Probably more than that. How much? Uh... 95 bucks. What? Yeah. Sending you the link right now, man. You know, we're not, like, even if we were to buy it, we're not, like, we couldn't play with it because, you know, wouldn't be able to open it. 
I mean, it's like it's out of the box. Like the box is like mint condition, but like the balls are still in the bag. Oh wow, just ninety-five bucks. That's crazy. Yo, um, I was I was on this site the other day because I was I was still looking at it, like uh, I wanted to get Baron. Um, actually, this was a little more than a day, a couple of days ago. Uh, but I was like, when Baron retired, I was like, I want to get him an appropriate gift. I was going to get him the GI Joe aircraft carrier for his bar. It's like it's it take up half the bar. <laughs> <laughs> God, yo, how much would that cost at this point? Holy crap! They have one on this site. Um, it was like it was like I was it was like twelve hundred bucks, something like that. Twelve hundred dollars. I can't believe they have this. Holy shit! Look at this thing. So typically, like when someone asks you a question, what is it customary good to do? Oh, are you asking me if I actually want Hot Shots basketball? Uh, I mean, if you want it, you got to buy it for yourself, bro. Oh, uh, okay. I was going to say, I'm not going to make you buy me a toy. Like, that would be weird. <laughs> no, but it is customary to ask what my favorite toy was. Or my favorite Christmas gift. Oh, I thought that was implied. Oh, go ahead. It's, it's still polite for the... For the for the continuity and like and 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 flow of the podcast, I, I w I'm sorry, I was mesmerized by the fact that they ninety five dollars for that. Like, holy hell! Anyway, go ahead. You real you? you're really thinking about it, aren't you? Uh, I I don't see how I can't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yours. Oh man, so oh, let's let's go take a trip in the way back machine. All right. Um see here so it is christmas of 93 i remember that well, obviously i remember because i also looked it up when we were growing up times were tough money was scarce didn't get a lot sometimes you got one thing and sometimes as we've established you get that thing late um there was only one thing i wanted and it was the only thing i got for christmas that year and that was The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening on Game Boy. I remember that. Yeah. And this game took up such a large amount of my mental space growing up would play this game nonstop. It was one of the first games that I ever played start to finish where I completed the entire thing in its entirety, 100%, without the help of anything or anyone. Remember, 93, like, you don't have no internet. Yeah, you couldn't go online and just, like, look everything up, you know. Or you had to buy, like, a $30, you know, cheap manual or something. A walkthrough manual, sorry. It was, it was like, the game of games for me. Uh, it was right at the right time. Uh, it was a perfect escape. It was one, like, it. I, I, I tout Link's Awakening as probably one of the best memories of my childhood growing up. It's also why you didn't learn math until you were 20. You're preoccupied. Math is optional, man. <laughs> what do you got there, numbers? <laughs> and it just, I would play this game so much that I would dream about this game. Uh, I, I remember very astutely, there was, um, I was stuck on level two, and I could not figure out how to get these doors on the left and the right of the dungeon open. 
in order to even come, like get access to the dungeon. I just couldn't figure it out. And I was yeah. doing everything I possibly could. Because at this point, let's see here. Um, I can't math. I was, I was 10 years old when this game came out. Okay. So, I, you know, I'm still developing a frontal lobe, for Christ's sake. Like, you know, I'm not exactly all there. I mean, I still kind of am not. Um, but this game really challenged me in, in just puzzle solving. Um, and I remember dreaming about this dungeon and about this puzzle. And I remember in my dream, I solved the puzzle. <laughs> and I woke up and I did what I was what I did in the dream. Like I, I immediately snapped out. Like I woke up, reached over, grabbed my Game Boy, turned it on, put the top on with the with the light because you know, Game Boy dark. So you were working the problem on a subconscious level. Yes. And you know, all all it was was um you go up to these two unlit candles, like these unlit torches, and you sprinkle magic powder on them and they ignite. And you get access. And I remember doing that in my dream, and it fucking worked in the game. <laughs> and I got access. And that, I like that stands out so much. And that game, like, that is my all-time favorite video game because of just the nostalgic factor. How many games and how many people have had an experience like that pertaining to a specific video game? And if it does, you know, or if you do, that, of course, is going to stand out to that same level and same degree. So, yeah. It's, uh, it just, and like I said, it was just, it, it was the only gift I got for Christmas that year. It, and I didn't care. Like, that was the only thing I wanted. And it just, it just absorbed me. And when they did the, uh, when they brought out the remake for it, they released it on, um, on on the Nintendo Switch. They had three versions of the game. Okay. They had the normal, just the game. They had the North American limited edition, and they had the European limited edition. What was the difference? The Euro okay, so the North American limited edition was like a slightly bigger box with an art book inside with the game. The okay. European limited edition was this big black box with an art book, um, a steel book for the game. Uh, there was like lithographs. There was like all this collectible goodies inside. And I'm like, why the f are they not releasing this in the States? But I had a friend that lived in Copenhagen. So I wired her money to buy the game at her local GameStop and then ship it over to me. Yeah, so that is uh, that was my favorite Christmas gift was uh, Link's Awakening on uh, on Game Boy. And now that I am an adult with some manner of disposable income, I own the remake three times. <laughs> and, the, and the thing is, I didn't open either of the limited edition ones. So yeah, so there, there we go. Our, I, I hope the listeners are happy. We talked about something Christmassy, you know, favorite Christmas gifts. I think that's a, a solid go-to. Any closing remarks, Mike? We've been talking for almost two hours at this point. Yeah, like um, when, you, when you asked me uh, like favorite Christmas gift, like I said, it took me back to that one Christmas. You know what it reminded me of? 
uh, Garth from Wayne's World, Kitty G. <laughs> I find myself quoting Wayne's World 2 more than Queen's World 1, which is funny. I was literally just talking about this today. It's more quotables than that one. More quotables than that one. No, I feel Ghostbusters 2 is more quotable also. I think we've had this conversation before. I, I actually uh, just... In in a in a real world situation, I know, uh, about a week ago, I was like, guys, guys, you're scaring the straights, okay? <laughs> Am I scaring the straights? Like my one of my one of my go to lines is like, and you don't want us exposing, exposing her. ourselves. <laughs> I I had to scroll away from it. That Santa in the background just moved. Don't tell me that, man. No, the hat moved. I'm not messing with you. It did. <laughs> I'm not messing with you. It did. I'm by myself, man. I don't even have I don't even have the cat here. Do not do this to me. You have a good night, boy. <laughs> <laughs>